Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Projectiles were being thrown <laughs> was down the super, stairs. Super subtle with that one. Chris, but so, I don't know. Chris, despite <laughs> being like a nerd, you do sometimes approach like <laughs> internet things with like the guile of a fifty-year-old man. Like, That's why what's Reddit? this kids playing Reddit here? Reddit makes hey, me feel old. Did you know old. I joined the Reddit today? Reddit oh, makes me feel so memes. old. I didn't. I don't understand any of it. And like, every what's time not to understand? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what it was. One of the most visited websites in the world. It's just stories and things like in their ranks. What, what's I went on there one time. I went on one time like year like when it first came out. I'm like, I don't understand this at all. I'm out of here. <laughs> what's all this karma? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. that? Bro, like that's it's like a what? System of up and down. Like mode. why would you need to get bogged down in that? Like just the this the, just the idea. It's just a list of stories. I, I really, I really hated the format, so I was out. <laughs> so I didn't touch it for like five years. It's too bad we don't have Michael exit the critic on here. He'd give you. A, <laughs> I kept, I kept asking nice Michael. Rundown. I kept asking Michael. I'm like, can you explain how Reddit works? But and he just like, kind of looked at me like, I don't even know where to begin. That's yeah. What? Again, for like you said, for a nerd, there are times where I'm like, I, I, I fear and do not understand this, so I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge it. Ugh. So I should probably pull up what movies we're doing. So here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies. Welcome oh, wait, back. What? I thought we were talking about critic criticism. Oh, we're, we're going to be criticizing the critics? Yeah. We All talk right. about this, critics. This week we'll be discussing Leonard Moulton and why he makes such terrible See, decisions. I <laughs> thought we were actually going to criticize the art of criticism. Oh, like, what's that all about? Wow, getting super meta. Yeah. No, in fact, we're going to talk about movies. <laughs> oh. Both new and on Netflix. Boring. So many people just turned off the podcast. <laughs> what? Hey, you know what? Hey, come back. It's I, okay. Come hold back. On. All I right, got, everybody's back now. I got, a bone, I got a bone <laughs> to pick. That? I got a bone to pick with our uh, brother, sister podcast, uh, Ninja vs. Podcast. Oh, Because oh, they snap. had a question on their 100th episode that was, would you rather do a, a podcast about... Movie reviews, or would you do a pie? I don't know, some other shit, who cares? But Jordan Zimmerman said, and I quote, uh, I just want to do a movie podcast because that's really easy. Oh! Shot fire! You think oh, this is easy? You think, you this, think is simple? this is easy? <laughs> first off, first off, sir. All right, it is not easy to find the time to watch so many goddamn yeah, films. Yeah, you got to watch two movies in two movies? weeks. How many movies do you have to watch for your dumb podcast? All you do is sit no, 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 at your no. computer for a minute and think, how many puns can I do in a really short period of time? First off, screw you, man. First Shots off, it's not, it's, 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 do, not, do, do. it's not easy to watch two movies when you already have six movies on your docket for that day. And to counter that, it's not easy to watch two movies when you don't watch movies. Yes. So. You only have seven days to watch two hours Dude. of footage. Oh, that's so dumb. Impossible. Oh. And, rough, and when you do a movie podcast, everyone just assumes that you have IMDb jammed in your head. Um, but we have to put it on our computers. Right. Yeah. I got to type it in and read I got to read it. Damn it. You know how hard this is? Oh, that's so ah. many. I have five tabs up right now. 
<laughs> you know how taxing that is on my CPU? <laughs> I can, Matt's computer is uh, smoking dude, right now. Dude, Matt's central it. processing I, unit is hurting. So they, don't, they don't know this, but I have to constantly hold like a large Chinese fan <laughs> by my computer. I couldn't yeah. use just I mean, a, we don't see it somehow, but <laughs> he does do it. I Par- do it. Parker, I'm like a butterfly. <laughs> Or no, the, I got the, 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 <laughs> I'm like bird. I only fly away. I don't know. Park, Parker has to turn, even though it is a blistering two degrees outside, the heat generated from our computers processing this much information. Parker's oh, had to open gosh. all the windows up yep. and turn no, the yeah. air conditioning. Oh, on. and the trailers, the trailers, oh, trailers. trailers. You know how hard it is to pick four trail or two trailers <laughs> a week. That's like four minutes of footage. Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> don't, don't give away the format. <laughs> don't give away the scheduling. Well, Jordan. You know what? We, the, you know the what? The gauntlet is thrown. And, and you won't listen to this. So yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's true. That's probably the biggest slap in the face is that he'll never know this was said. <laughs> is, that, is that we we heard his insult. But he's he won't not care ours. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Oh, uh, well. Anyway, this week we're reviewing Amelie. Uh, but before we get into that, let's get into some trailers here. The first trailer we saw was for I forgot the the, the Baba Duke. Duke, the Baba Duke, the Baba Duke, Baba Duke, Baba Duke, Baba Duke, creepy. This is uh, a um, Sundance film. Mm-hmm. Australian, yes. and so you know, Sundance is in full effect. So we're we're seeing a lot of cool movies from all over the world. Mm-hmm. One being this Australian horror movie. It's about a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband, uh, who battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, who soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. This trailer, uh, when I first started watching it, I thought, oh, I don't know if we're going to do this because it looks pretty standard, haunted house, kind of not interesting. And I was like, all right, but I'll stick with it. And then right, like, literally, like, I'd say 15 seconds in, this, the Sundance logo pops up. And I'm like, they don't do right. horror usually. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pay attention to this. Damn. It looks... Yeah. First of all, <clears throat> yeah. It looks really um psychological. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, does. it looks like it does not look like a standard horror movie monster in the no. midst sort of no, horror not, movie. No, not not at looks all. Very very troubling. It, it looks scary in a very like real way. Like this yeah. woman is like losing, losing her, her grip. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it's very very similar to the unsettling parts in like Black Swan. Yeah. Like that like when she starts losing it and it gets really creepy yeah. even though the movie wasn't supposed to be a scary movie, it suddenly It was becomes, definitely horrific at times. There's parts where you're like, "Oh gosh." And yeah. I feel like it's very much that yeah. vein of scariness yep. where you're like just upset. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is not it, good. It, it, I don't it, feel good. It's that kind of horror where you're like, when, when you watch a, a haunted house movie, you're like, oh, this is what happens when someone thinks their house is haunted. Yes. This is like, oh, this is what happens when someone loses their mind. Yes. Yeah. This is this is this is how like the schizophrenia works. Right. Yeah, um, it's definitely it definitely looks scary, but I, I I also think that the monster in question is rivaling uh, Slenderman oh, in the God. sense that he's just. Very simple. Like, it's a simple thing, but then when you see it, you're like, oh, gosh, the, the right. moments they've shown are super un- upsetting. 
even though like you know it's not anything it's not like a big scary monster doesn't have all these like things going on it's I just very think, simple i also think that's the first time i've ever been terrified of an australian accent oh yeah <laughs> Where he's just like i'm coming for the boy Oh God, yeah, because the, the monster has an Australian yeah. accent. It's like ah, yeah. and that that the end of the trailer, it's just like and like a weird sound. I'm like, oh gosh, that yeah, is this is really it's it yeah. looks super creepy. I yeah. can't wait to see it. And in fact, again, that that Sundance has yeah. has like running it, and and it's actually winning some awards. I think in Sundance. Um, for a horror film is very strange. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but it doesn't happen often. No. So that should be, I mean, I'm not sure when it will be coming around to theaters or streaming in America. It's already out in Australia. So look forward to that. Um, hopefully we'll be, I, I can't I can't see it getting a theatrical release, uh, but it, it, I'd imagine it will come to streaming services. Yes, sir. So. Hey, yes, sir. All right, moving on. Are you looking up what's running just, right now in Sundance? I was just looking up like past uh, horror films that that you know that were you know uh, in the Sundance. So like antiviral, we talked. We watched. Oh, okay. What's that? Uh, um, ATM. Did you see that? Oh God, that was horrible. ATM we did that bad. for the podcast. Uh, there was one uh, that I just saw actually on there. Uh, if you go back one page, scroll up. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, right there, next to uh, Manic, the Something Sound Studio. Oh, Bar- Barbarian Sound Studio. Yes, yes, Barbarian Sound good? Studio. Um, uh, listener Buster Harris told me he just messaged me one night. He's like, "Oh, see this, see this movie." And a lot of my friends tell me to see movies, and I'm like, "I'll get to it eventually." So several weeks went by. <laughs> And uh, I, I I was bored, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this on Netflix. Damn. Um, That's cool. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Check it out. We, we should probably check this one out at some point, too. Ray's awakening after being abducted. Jamie finds herself in a concrete bunker, and she discovers that she is not alone. She and Sabrina, a fellow abductee, both soon realize that they are in a modern-day coliseum where, along with other f- with 48 other women, they are condemned to kill each other in order to protect their very what? own loved ones. That's hmm. like, that sounds like something like Wes Craven would have done back in the like, 70s. That's insane. Yeah. That, that, oh, that, that yeah. could be cool. We'll have to check that out. Anyway. so But yeah, this Babadook so, looks... Yeah. Really creepy. Definitely. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. So check that out when it comes to whatever format it's going to come to the States in. Yes. So next uh, next trailer we saw was 300 Rise of an Empire. Tonight we dine in hell. <laughs> if you've forgotten. Okay, that happened in the first that part. <laughs> What's that from? It's from uh, 200, the, the prequel to 300. Oh, okay. <laughs> Greek General... Good luck with Them- that one. Themistocles, <laughs> good enough, leads the charge <laughs> against invading Persian forces led by mortal-turned-god Xerxes and Artemisia, vengeful commander of the Persian Navy. Con- considering I can barely pronounce regular <laughs> names nowadays, uh, I'll give you a pass on that one. All right. This movie stars Eva Green, Lenny... Lenny, Fuck. Lenny, Fuck. <laughs> what about Lenny? What about Lenny? <laughs> Lenny Hetty. 
<laughs> I wish her name was Lenny. Lenny Hedy. Lenny Hedy. Why can't Lena. I, Why can't my brain read things and then my mouth pronounce them? <laughs> yeah, do. see, it's hard, Jordan. <laughs> this is not see how easy. hard this is. Get over yourself, bro. <laughs> um, and as as you mentioned, this is a sequel to the 2007. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Too bad we can't find out. Oh, well. No way. Our guess See, is- Jordan, you got to remember this. <laughs> our, our guess is as good as yours. Uh, Guys, yeah. please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment on what year 2300 came out. We need to know. And uh, we'll uh, get back to you about yeah, it. We'll let you know after you tell us. 2006. That was close. Oh, okay. Uh, sequel there, goes, there goes all the mystery in the world. <laughs> Street cred. Dead. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know how I feel about this because when, when how do you feel how do you feel about three hundred when yeah, three hundred first came that. out I I really liked it yeah I did at too first okay it doesn't age that that well that's my thing I I tried rewatching it a couple something, of years ago and it didn't sit well it's something that you want to watch once yeah, yeah I I actually regret buying it on DVD yeah. Yeah. because it was super cool in theaters. And then when it came to DVD, I was like, "Oh, I have to get it." Yeah. And I haven't. W- I've, I've watched it once since I bought it, and I I didn't. I just like. Ugh. Yeah. So I no, can't it's, imagine it's, it's a good. It's well. a good one shot. Yeah. But it. But when you see it that one time, it's very. Enter- I think it's a, like especially entertaining that one time. Yeah. Right. Like it's still worth seeing. That it just doesn't once. hold up on re- rewatch. It, yeah. It's just not worth like watching. It's over very and over. very. I mean, it's. To me, 300 is very much a comic book film oh, in absolutely. full sense. Like, it's oh, yeah. just visceral entertainment. Mm-hmm. There's almost no depth to it. It's just, you know. And visually, it's, almost like, it's almost like if you were reading a comic book and you, like, really don't pay attention to the speech bubbles. Right. You just kind of go, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. look at all the action. And, and, awesome. and if I'm yeah. not mistaken, I have not read the 300 comic, but the, the comic book is that. I think it's, it's almost much, all there, visual. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a couple of things that they had that they cut, but pretty much all of it's there. It's, yeah. It's pretty much just a storyboard. They they, they used every single like, right. image and it, to the point where, like, like this that camera angle, you know, was like, in the, it's was like in the, the comic. It's like a straight storyboard where they like did the exact same like main, scenes. Main difference, and I have read at least parts of the book. Lot more penises. <laughs> yeah. Well, not afraid of showing the penis in that uh, uh, graphic that's, novel. That's Frank. That's Frank <laughs> yep. Miller for you. It's like, wow, we've really embraced. Uh, <laughs> You really embrace this one part of history, Frank. Frank this Miller, one part. Frank you abandoned most of the others, but you really like the fact that they're not wearing much. Frank Miller is the kind of comic book uh, author who will focus on one thing that's really inappropriate and then drive it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, that's the other thing about these movies, particularly this one, like Three Hundred. Okay. Very far removed from from history in many ways. Oh yeah, but yeah. the basic basic premise, more or less factual. More or less. I mean, there, this, the, 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 yeah. This does not. It seems like they're just like, <laughs> where's my book of Greek and Roman history? <laughs> Let me tear out its pages and feast upon them and vomit them out. Because there's like what, like what? It, I, I I almost <laughs> feel that this this movie was was born simply out of somebody going, hey, what 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 do we have properties of right now? 
What do we got? We have 300? We can make a sequel? Was there Fuck a Rise it, of an Empire? Did, he, did, did yeah. Frank Miller write a Rise of an Empire comic? I oh, don't I believe so. He didn't? I could be wrong about that. I'm not as well-versed in comics as uh, as some people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Let's see here. As no, far as writer's yeah, credit. Not. Yeah, there was only the... Apparently there was a graphic novel called Xerxes oh. that uh, they're basing okay. this off of. Uh, okay. So, okay, yes, there was... There was a sequel comic, apparently. Gotcha. So, but still, I I um, kind of wonder whether this movie's going to be worth it or not. Um, visually, it looks pretty neat. I mean, it, it, it's like in the Greco-Persian War, Navy, the Navy played a huge part. Right. So that's right. that's the extent of the the history. history that's part. about it. That's about it. And, 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 and in that trailer, we saw a couple of boats. Yes. Well, it, it definitely seemed like they were talking about stuff with Navy because, like, all right, this showed a the, lot of the boats. Artemisia character. Like, yeah, I know she was real. I'm I'm reading Wikipedia here. Was queen of uh, Archimedes Persian satrapy province of Kara. Blah blah blah. Yep. But like, was she really like? Out there with like swords a blazing, like I just can't see that happening. No, and oh, like, yeah, any well, point of sure. the like, first three, and like you said before, the first the three hundred was really. I, I actually when when three hundred came out, I read a bunch of articles about how people were like, you know, this is not even remotely based on real occurrences. None of this, and I'm like, it's a it's a comic book movie, guys. <laughs> Let's just calm down. Well, to 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 be fair though, there's certain things that 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 scholars actually argue about. Um, could be as ridiculous as they've seen in this movie, where uh, some modern scholars um, argue that there may have been 2.5 million Persians involved in this war. Dude, that is that is nuts. That's like insane. that is crazy. Uh, but but like the consensus, the the consensus of, for most scholars re- revolves around the figure of 200,000, which is right. way more realistic. You're right. But like right. some scholars think. That from what they've read, right, and it's like like could meet two, like, and that is like a really? war with two point five million people coming at you. Like, yeah, I mean, shit. you can, I mean, you can That's think of crazy. You, think, you can think of these movies as just being pure right. stylized like historical fantasy. Yes, right. Or you can think of them as like, well, this probably isn't what happened, but let's take the extreme right. version of what uh-huh. might have happened, <laughs> exactly. since we don't know for sure. Let's take. Let's, let's make it as crazy as possible. <laughs> so my my main complaint with this movie, above all the like general complaints about the this style of film and the whole Zack Snyderized yeah, version, super of history, stylized, blah 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 blah, basically my, music video. My main thing is the thing that made Three Hundred awesome is the fact that it was about the Spartans, right? Right. Like the Spartans, even if they're heavily stylized and such, like they're so cool, right? Yeah, like, exactly. the whole idea of they, them. they were and very this badass. Yeah, this even though they, them. even though they. You know, gloss over the fact that they slept with young boys. And oh, and they... Stuff. Oh, everybody did that back then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, pretty much everybody did that back everybody then. Everybody had sure. pedastry. So, but um, they, they, you know, they, 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 they definitely... Sh- like have no problem saying that bad guys do that, but the good guys, oh no! They well, they make fun of the Greeks. <laughs> yeah, they make fun that. of the other Greeks. Well, do it's that. a different kind of right pedestry, but it's but, still yeah. Even though they like look aside from that, they make the Spartans out to be pretty awesome, and like 
yeah, there's a central role. They're they're who you are rooting for, even though you know that they're all gonna die. Like you, you're rooting for them the whole time. Whereas in this, like I guess you're rooting for the Greeks. Like I guess. I mean, I you're not. Know. You're clearly probably not rooting for the Persians, right? I guess you're not supposed to, but because you're not rooting, because you're you came off of 300 where you're not rooting for them. You know, like you're right. like, oh, you know, Xerxes. I hate that guy. I don't so, know. I just I just wonder if this is. If it's too late for this, se- you know what I mean. If the sequel should yeah. have been made like yeah. right away, like, right bit. away. Well, speaking along those lines, how about another uh, the Sin City sequel coming out this summer? Yeah, you know, it's so long. After so I keep long. that, and that's the thing. I keep going back and forth on that because I've read the majority of the Sin City comics, and yeah. there are some really good stories that yeah. weren't tapped into. Sure, yeah. um, that I would, li- and I think that's. Probably how they're going to get away with it is like some of the stories, even though they're all intertwined a little bit, um, some of them are far enough removed that you can get away with that. But there are, there are, yeah, you're right. It's been so long, and everybody's figured out that Frank Miller is kind of an asshole. Yeah, and by yeah, kind he, of an asshole, he's really an asshole. Like yeah. when he, when Sin City came out, like. It was no one realized. Yeah, nobody like, realized. Like, like oh, cool. oh, the swastika thing—that's weird. But we'll we'll give him a pass. And now we're like, oh no, you're a hateful man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and so yeah, I think that that it's going to be a lot tougher for him to to get behind. You know, for people to get behind. Oh, absolutely. Like this, but you know, I I mean, I'm still going to see it. It'll be a spectacle. Hey, I saw the spirit. I sat through that garbage. <laughs> uh... God, that was so bad. I'm glad I think I, I might even own it. I think you do own it, actually. <laughs> I own it because I think I bought it going, oh, I'll check this out. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. Saw that shit Christmas Day. Regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> movie's rough. Yeah. So this uh, this movie's coming out March 7th. So maybe it won't be that bad because it's not coming out February 7th. <laughs> <laughs> not terribly long after February, though. Uh-huh. So. All right. Well, coming up next... I don't know why I started sounding like a sports commentator. All right, well, coming up next, we have some of the best hits of the week. Yeah, I I sounded sounded like a fucking VJ there for a second. All right. VJ. You guys remember VJs? Remember those? You guys remember VJs? Of course, but no one uses that word anymore. don't say that. Don't admit Don't ever talk about it. Don't admit that. I'm sorry. I'll uh, I'll show myself out. You guys want to finish this up for me? Yeah. Oh I, man, I, I just sounded like Bill Bellamy over here. Oh my god! What? <laughs> what was the one? Sway. 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 Wasn't that the one on MTV? Sway. Was that whatever guy? his name? I don't know. There, there was so many. <laughs> uh, I apologize for bringing up yeah, the, Sway. the late nineties on. Yep, there he is. Sway guy with the dreadlocks. Sway. Oh yeah, Calloway. yeah, yeah. Oh snap! <laughs> hey, what's up, MTV? This is Sway. <laughs> we got your best video oh, yeah. of the week coming up. All right, well, uh, coming next, up next. N- coming up next <laughs> on Enter the Coming Critic. up next on Enter Critic Center. Do 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 do. We'll have our. Uh, uh, I can't say it's our first. We've done a couple. There is not a regular. Segment. Hey, this is going to be the first one with a sound clip. That's right. Hey, check out the sound clip. Hey, coming up awesome on. Show. Wait, what sound is it? Clip. What are we doing? Shotgun review. And then the sound clip will go here. <laughs> and then this will be after it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Matt, you didn't give it enough time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I can fix it in both. No, no. You got to give <laughs> oh, it time. Let's do it again. I think it's like six seconds. It okay. is. It's six seconds. Dude, check out the sound clip. This is the 
my boomstick. Oh, shotgun. Oh, boom. Boomstick. Boom. <laughs> uh, drinking buddies. <laughs> I'm drinking buddies. <laughs> I had no idea. All right, compose. <laughs> I had no idea where compose. to go from there. Luke and Kate are co-workers at a brewery who spend their nights drinking and flirting heavily. One weekend away together with their significant others proves who really belongs together and who doesn't. Uh, this movie stars Olivia Wilde, Jake Johnson, Anna Kendrick, Ron Livingston, uh, Ty West. Uh, that's that's about and it. And Jason Sudeikis, just for good measure. Yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, yeah, the movie was good. Moving on. Uh, Shotgun! Shotgun! <laughs> it's good. No, you, you um, recommend it? Is it a good date uh, movie? It's, I'd say it's, it's a pretty good date movie. It's very much... Uh, it's not a... If you don't like shows like The Office right. and stuff like that, it's like really unscripted, low-key, just like lots of improv and just sort of like conversational like the whole movie is just conversation yeah it's all conversations the humor is like you said it's pretty low-key um so the laughs aren't as powerful no, it's not a laugh out loud comedy um really. however the 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 performances are pretty good mm-hmm. i was in a not a movie watching mood when i saw this so i probably need to give it a second yeah, this shot. movie i say takes a bit of patience um, Despite however, only being ninety minutes long. However, um, oddly enough, because I, I I later looked on the Wikipedia, um, Quentin Tarantino rated this the best film he's seen that year. I could understand that. I could super understand that because he loves conversation pieces. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. loves that shit. Yeah, and that's all this movie is. Right. Exactly. Um, I will say, out of most romantic comedies. Uh, I I like they follow a, a very formatted thing, you know, step this by step. Not. This does not follow that format. This, this actually talk about movies that shouldn't be like throwing you a loop. This movie throws you for a few loops. Oh yeah, it does. You don't quite know where it's going until the very end. Um, so I would I would recommend it. I I think it's, it's I think it's worth. Yeah, it's and fun to if watch. You, if if you're into high quality uh, micro brewing. This it's movie, true. I couldn't believe this movie wasn't set in Seattle. I know the whole I time. I was the taken whole time, aback when they said it was in Chicago. Yeah, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I, I need. To, I actually went out to my kitchen, got poured myself a beer, and I was like, I'm gonna have to, you know, drink a a, a high end ale to enjoy this film yeah. properly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would recommend this movie. So, I would recommend it, and. By the end of the movie, I realized that I wanted to be friends with all of these like main four characters, except Ron Livingston. Yeah, except Ron Livingston. That's <laughs> what I was a like. Drag. If, if you're gonna say you want to be friends with Ron Livingston, you yeah, are wrong. he's a he's a drag in this. Movie. Uh, Jake Johnson, though, no, he's a cool, he's dude. a cool dude, he's and a that, cool dude, and that beard. Either one of Olivia Wilde or Anna, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Whenever they're with Jake Johnson, we're having a good time. Yep. When either one of them is with Ron, it's just you're like you're not uh, enjoying yourself near as much. <laughs> so, but that's, you're that's enjoying the from, movie you're watching. So yeah, so. that's what I took from this movie, along with work at a microbrew because it would be cool. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's as cool as it is in this movie. Probably not. It's probably a lot more of a drag. But. Oh yeah, but yeah, because like in, in the movie they're like they're drinking, like on lunch they're all having beers, and afterwards they get more beer, and it's like 
No, I can't imagine working in a microbrewery is this fun. It cannot be. <laughs> it yeah. must be grueling yep. work. So, but no, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Drinking buddies. I give it seventy uh, percent of the way that all of these characters are to becoming full blown alcoholics. Oh yeah, there's a lot of drinking <laughs> in this movie. Holy shit! This is the point where like, do you drink water? I I, I see nothing but like. I, I I think that's one of the the key giveaways you're supposed to get is like Ron Livingston's character he drinks whiskey and wine, and uh, Olivia Wilde's just bo- just beer nothing but beer 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 beer. So yep. okay, moving on, we saw Amelie. Amelie. Amelie, an innocent and naive girl in Paris, with her own sense of justice, decides to help those around her, and along the way. Discovers, discovers love. love. Uh, this movie stars a whole lot of Audrey Tato. Okay, thank you. Matthew oh. Kasovitz. Anybody else worth mentioning? Dominique Pignon. I don't recognize any of these people from I mean, they're anything. French. They're French. This movie stars and is produced by a bunch of Frenchies. Yep. Don't care. So... What did you think of Amelie? Well, this is not my first time seeing Amelie. I saw it a few years back. Of course back. not. What's that supposed to mean? No, go ahead. I'll get into this later. No. What the fuck <laughs> is that supposed to mean? No, what, 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 um, did you think, what did you think of Amelie? No, I think it's a delightful movie. It's delightful. That's, you know, it's the best way to put it. It's really the way it's, it's done <clears throat> makes it seem like a fairy tale. Uh-huh. Uh, the way it's really heavy on like narration and there's lots of like little elements of like just the way it's shot is kind of fantastical even though it doesn't really have anything actually like fantasy in it um, it's very it's I don't know it's just a really pleasant movie the story is pretty loose like it's basically just Amelie her, her growing up then she's right. a woman then like a bunch of stuff happens, and then she like finds the guy help. that she falls yeah, in love with. Yeah, like it's you know it doesn't it, the plot is linear, but it's not doesn't have like a whole lot of overarching. There's no real. There's yeah, no real bad guy. Not per really se. a crisis. No, there isn't. Um, I went into this, and and when when Barker suggested it, I was like, all right, Amelie, it's a kind of a romantic comedy, and I'm kind of romantic comedied out. Because I can only handle, the, handle like two of those a year, and I've already seen two yeah, of them. I, I, yeah. Uh, so, and it's only January, <laughs> I've already seen two of them. Um, and so going into this, the, the moment it started, I wanted to hate it. I wanted, I really did want yeah. to hate it. Um, but then the more it went, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a French Wes Anderson film. Yeah, it definitely has a little bit of that. Where, like, okay, it. and so looking at it from that standpoint where I'm like, okay, this movie, I have to watch it as it exists in its own reality. I can't compare it to, like, actual reality. It has to right. exist in its own universe. Um, so I started watching it from that perspective, and it, and, and it kept me along. Um, and I have to say, by the end, I was like, damn it, I didn't want to like this, and I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really, like, going into it, I'm like, oh, I, want, I don't want to like well, this movie. It's, I, it's, it's stupid, and it's a romantic comedy, it's a, it's a rom-com, and it's... And then by the end, I was like, god damn it, I'm warmed. Yeah, I think... I've, I've been warmed by this film. <laughs> I think the first time that I saw this, too, I, I 
went in with a vaguely negative perception. First of all, just because, like, the poster makes it look... First of all, she has, like, white makeup. Or yep. the way the lighting is makes her yep. look like a mime. Oh, yeah. Or, like, and just black, like a weird... black hair. Yeah, just like a weird, like... It just, it just, fact, looks, when I, it just <laughs> looks like all the bad... Like, Amelie, before going into the movie, makes you think, like, this is going to be all the really shitty things about France in a movie. Yep. And it's not really... Like, it's actually just a really pleasant movie. The fact that it takes place in France has absolutely nothing to do with the film. Yeah. This could easily take place in New York. Right. It could take place anywhere. Um, Just the the way it was shot and the aesthetics of it, I, I kept forgetting it took place in modern day. Um, mm-hmm. It's got, like, a... Like I said, it's almost like classical and like fantastical yeah. in its presentation. Very, very much so. And again, for for someone who like me who's very cynical, and uh, like I'm, I'm just watching it, going like, Ugh, none of this would remotely happen in real life. But I'm enjoying the movie too much to care. Mm-hmm. And and like even the messages, it, it, it's almost like every, everyone can find love, and it, it's okay, and it's, it's happy. Good. And I'm like, ah, yep. oh, it's a bunch of crap. But I'm still just like, it's just a sickeningly delightful film yeah it's like hard for you to hate the character oh yeah she's just so nice and good and you know the the way the ways in which she tries to help people Uh are really endearing at times and like kind of almost inventive oh oh, i would say very inventive uh yeah like when she (laughs) one of my favorite parts of the film is when she basically just starts like harassing this shop owner Who's just who's, a jerk? Who's just a jerk to his like slower employee, or maybe his employee has like some slight mental disabilities or something. But uh, she basically just starts like playing pranks on him, just out of the blue, right. which are pretty hilarious. It re- it reminds me of some of the pranks that Jim does to Dwight on the office of just like simple things of like changing positioning of things, filling this container with something else, and it right. like slowly drives him very insane. very subtle. Yeah. Um. I, I. 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 My favorite part of that is when she replaces all his light bulbs with slightly lesser wattage light uh-huh. bulbs, uh-huh. and then he thinks he's going blind. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. I did it. I did enjoy that. I also like that she basically invented the Travelocity gnome by <laughs> taking yes. her taking her father's gnome. Her her father's a bit of a shut in. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, I assume that did happen before those commercials because it's um, like the exact same thing. Yeah, and and so she she steals his garden gnome because he always wanted to travel but never did um so she steals his garden gnome and gives it to a uh uh um uh, an airline stewardess right and she takes pictures of this gnome having all these wild adventures and like he's in moscow he's in new york city he's like going all over the place and he's like the, the, her dad's just like i keep getting pictures of my lawn <laughs> gnome. so like it's stuff like that where it sounds like at first, the idea of it sounds super cheesy and dumb, but then it's just so delightful and silly, and almost whimsical. You're like, ah, oh, crap! I have no choice but to like this. Uh, and then, but then, like, you'd think that it that like with every everything in this movie and what it's about, you'd think it'd be like a G-rated almost affair. But then they oh, no. like randomly throw in stuff like her love interest, one of his jobs. He has like a bunch of odd jobs, but one of them is just working at like. A porn shop. A, a, a porn shop yeah. and strip club. And at one point, they're just, like, talking about her. Like, he's trying to... Because he's trying to ask the shop owner, like, about Amelie because she met her. And, like, all while this is happening, they're, they're like... sex stickers. toys. Yeah, they're, like, putting the 
price stickers on dildos yep, and just yep. hang them on the shelf. And I'm like, this is for, so odd. For for a, a delightful, whimsical film, it, it earns its R rating yeah. with a ton of nudity. I mean, I say a ton. Not, not, not a ton, but like a ton even, for what it is. Not, not even nudity, but just like very direct sexual, sexual scenes. references and scenes. I mean, there's, yeah. there's one scene where she's like... Like the narrator's like Amelie likes to sit and think how many people are reaching climax right now, and then they go through <laughs> they all of them. Like and then really she turns to the camera and goes fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I think they showed fifteen. <laughs> That's really disturbing. <laughs> of all ages and, yeah, and yeah, types, yeah. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, this 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 movie could have easily gotten a G rating if it wouldn't have gone certain directions that they very very well, very much went in those directions. Yeah. I would find myself recommending this film. Uh, it's it's delightful and well done. And uh, if you ever have a really shitty day, yeah, like where you're just like, I don't want to watch anything that's going to make me even remotely depressed. This is where it's this is at. a great movie to watch. Yeah, this is for a while. I was watching nothing but depressing films, and yeah. I wish that this would have been thrown into the middle of them because mm-hmm. uh, it would have brightened up my day. Then it was, it was it's it's just delightful. This provided a great contrast to uh, Dallas Buyers Club, which oh. I watched over the weekend. Oh God, how bad is or how depressing it's is that? It's pretty. I mean, overall, it's like I guess kind of uplifting, but there's so much depressing shit in it. Um, very good movie, though. As a side, I, but, I, I, I I've wanted to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But uh, yeah, this movie is is pure delight, and it's not. It's it, it really does border on like sickening. But it never really reaches that point. So you're just left being satisfied. See, for me, there were some moments where it did get saccharine sweet for me. Um, oh, yeah. But then again, I'm a pretty jaded individual. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I feel like there are but pri- it never, moments like that for me, too. Yeah, but again, I uh, looking at it as, like, okay, this film, I can't look at it other than what it is. I mean, like, certain people have told me, oh, you, you like Wes Anderson films. Well, all those are so, you know... Uh, listener Jeremy Sayer, uh, a friend of the show, had, had stated like, oh, you know, I, I find some of his films very precious. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I could see that, and I can't, I can't um, make an argument against that because they are. But at the same time, for me, if I look at it from, okay, this takes place in its own universe, not the real world, just in its own little right. This isn't universe. trying to be gritty and realistic to any. Any extent, no degree. Um, and then I look at it through that lens, and it's like you know, this is this is very good. So, I I'm like I said, I I, I begrudgingly <laughs> liked this film because yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, but it, it I, drug but you it, into it. Yeah, it's sugary, it, I, sweet kicking reality. and screaming the whole time. Well, I'm like, that's, that's I don't want to like you at all. That's an interesting discussion though, because when you look at films like Dallas Buyers Club, for instance, or uh. Mystic River okay. or The Road. That's an extreme example because that's like futuristic, apocalyptic. Uh, but, uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Sure. That's looking at life through the lens of, okay, let's, Everything take, is let's, shit. let's take all the bad things that happened to and you throughout your life <laughs> and then let's just focus on them. Right, exactly. Whereas this kind of movie is like, let's take all the nice moments, the little like good things that happen that just make you kind of giggle and whatever. And let's just take, make a movie about that. Mm, yeah. So you have to give credit to good movies like this as you have to give credit to good movies like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause there are certain, there are certain like movies that, that on that end of the spectrum that are also like nauseating and just like, 
you're just watching, you're just like, that was just depressing. And I yeah, don't know for if the it sake was really good. Depressing. It was just de- depressing and bad. Yeah. So. So this is like on the. This is like a counterpoint to that. Right. But. It's this is like well. a counterpoint. Yeah, no, this is like a counterpoint to like the Mystic Rivers. Right. Like something that's very it's on the extreme end of the emotional spectrum, but it's done well. Yeah, it's and done you have very to give well. it its due. So All right, well uh let's uh let's put a rating on this. I'm gonna give it twelve out of fifteen orgasms that are happening right now <laughs> in the city of France. Uh, in the city of Paris. At, uh, in the city of France. The city American. of France. <laughs> That's a oh, stupid whatever. American. Whatever. Doesn't it's take place in America. Doesn't take ain't. place here. They only have one city over there, don't they? <laughs> we have like 20. <laughs> uh, I, I am going to give this uh, uh, 8 out of... T- uh, well, the numbers don't matter. I'm going to give this 9 out of 10... Uh, uh, traveling gnomes, traveling garden nice. gnomes, because because those pictures were really cool. <laughs> they are very funny. So, all right. Well, that about uh, that about wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, oh crap! What's our next movie we're doing? <laughs> all right. Well, our next movie we're gonna TBA. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna announce that on our Facebook page because uh, we're not sure with some scheduling issues. So we'll. We'll, we'll hey, let's on our Facebook page. <laughs> January and February are rough. I mean, you have some quality, uh, uh, you know, Oscar contenders, and then suddenly it just drops suddenly off. Suddenly, it's just nothing. the worst. Like I Frankenstein, I would rather review the stuff in between my toes. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. I, think, I would rather I watch. February is going to be a lot of mining of Netflix films. Yeah, <laughs> simply because there is there's a. It's hey. almost like it's almost like Hollywood flicks a switch. We're like, all right, anything with uh, substance, gone. <laughs> anything of entertainment value, like I said, this is the worst time. Fuck you! It's February. <laughs> you want to go see a movie? Sorry, too bad. <laughs> Good luck. We'd wish you, we'd like you to see a film too, but you're not going to because <laughs> we're releasing Need for Speed. <laughs> a Maybe video it'll be game okay. Racing. Maybe it'll be okay. See a movie based on a video game that was designed to sell Roden Track subscriptions back in the <laughs> early nineties. Oh, that's the best description for it yet. That's that's exactly what it oh, is. That's great. So we'll uh, we'll announce our next movie. I'm hoping we can do either Monument Men, Mon- Monuments Men, or the Lego Movie. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because I'm really excited for that Lego Movie. Uh, I want to take this time to remind everybody to check out the Facebook page, like us there, get involved. If you have a suggestion for a shotgun review, feel free to uh, let us know there, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Gotta keep using that sound clip, bros. Yeah, uh, don't worry, don't worry. I'm gonna use it so much. No, I'm telling the I'm telling the listeners. Oh, gotta, oh. we need we need we need something to review. So, uh, also want to thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remix albums. You can get them at geekremix.com. They're so good. And so free, Matt. Now it's my turn. Free as the wind blows. <laughs> well, Parker's not here, so you can't go in your little tiny. As free as the grass grows. No, keep it going. You got this. You got this. That's it. I don't know uh, the rest <laughs> of the words. So, uh, and uh, yeah. So until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt Schaefer. We'll see and you I'm Parker. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>